This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. Welcome to season two of the Big Sci Fi Podcast, where we talk about all things sci fi. Our crew, Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, are all back for more fun as we share our opinions, thoughts, and ideas on our favorite films, TV shows, and books. We'll also have some fascinating guest appearances this season, so make sure your ship has plenty of dilithium crystals because we're breaking free from this solar system at light speed while having the most fun of any podcast this side of the Milky Way talking about science fiction. All hands brace for impact. It's time for the big sci-fi podcast. Greetings and hello. Welcome to another episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, the show where we get together with our friends and have really good conversations about all things sci-fi. Today, I want us to unpack and review the Star Trek Strange New World season final Equality of Mercy. And before we go any further, I should say we are going to spoil the heck out of this episode. So if you haven't seen it yet, stop. Go watch the episode and then come back. And to help me unpack this amazing episode are my usual fantastic co-hosts, Adina Mignona. How are you today? I am great. I'm excited to talk about this. Definitely me too. Bursting. Oh yeah. Brian Donahue. Hey, this is a great night. Great people. I am burning, not unlike the fires of Mustafar and... uh, What's his face? Anakin burning. Like we <laughs> talked to. Right. So I'm, I'm ready to I go. Hate you. Let's go. <laughs> not like that. Not yeah, I, I, no, that's I a terrible example. I'm sorry. I'm I excited. I love I Lucifer. Just said I'm excited. It's Steve Merkin. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Whenever you're listening to this, this is Steve Merkin. And I just want to say, and I will say it later on, but thank God for strange new worlds. Yes. Yes. So I mean, usually this is the part of the show where I say, hey, what other cool sci have we, what, sorry, not sci high, sci fi have we been watching? <laughs> but I think it's pretty clear that we've all been watching Strange New Worlds. Yes. Mm-hmm. And loving it. Yeah, yeah. and loving it. Yeah. So yeah. I guess what is every, what was everyone's first reaction when starting the episode? Because I'll know personally, I was so glad to be alone because mm. I kept yelling and swearing at my TV out of pure joy. Every time they did something, I'm like, I can't believe they're doing it. This is really happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so I didn't watch it alone. I watched it with my my just about 12-year-old uh, son. And we have a very uh, weird television watching relationship because he wants to talk. He wants to ask questions. And I'm like, stop, stop, shh, stop. And he's like, but they're not talking right now. Shh. And I'm like, shh, shh, shh. Right. But then I accidentally said something shortly in once I realized that they were doing balance of terror. Like I said, balance of terror. And he's like, what, mom, what did you say? What does that mean? And everything. And I'm like, I had to pause and like explain to him that I think they're about to kind of like redo this episode, which, you know, they were, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I, it, it's really hard because I do want to watch it with my kiddo yet. He needs to learn to be quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. I think I've been guilty so. of like, Oh, they're not talking now. I can ask a question. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, so, oh. so my wife was on her cell phone the whole time watching this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, she's just not, she's just not into it as much as I am. Uh, but 
so I didn't have anybody talking over. So I'm actually pleased. I was able to enjoy the episode just fine. Um, but uh, it's my first impression of this episode. <sighs> Beautiful. Yeah. Cinematography. Gorgeous. I mean, this show, they're just, this show is gorgeous to watch and listen to and experience. Mm. It's just gorgeous. Okay. Can we, if you're bringing up cinematography, can we talk about the lighting that they used? Oh. That blew me away. It was like, what? They actually, they recreated the lighting from the episode. Mm-hmm. And it, it, they it recreated so, so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, the, the dialogue, the movements, you know, some of the movements they took. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was just so amazing. So my question, I, you know, I, I tried to post this question on Twitter, but no one answered me. Um, like, was part of the process in preparing for the episode, like, did they study that? They, they had to have, right? Like, they I mean, did the actors, to. did they did they study? I'm Okay, I, let's just put it this way. When Captain Pike walks around the helm and navigation mm-hmm. console and he runs his hand along the top of it and then taps his finger that's exactly what kirk did Ex- to them to the almost to the exact body movement right they, yeah they had to have done it they had they said where you watch the episode watch the actors this is the character you're recreating follow you know bring in those touches the the meeting in the boardroom where you know spock just says yeah attack and it's just He's delivering it as if it was Leonard Nimoy. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. Yeah, things things definitely shifted, which was interesting. All of the characters were different in a way. I mean, Uhura was different. Ortega but, was different. But but but, but well, but Ortega the, wasn't the, the same character as the character that was in the seat. I mean, yes, yes. You know, she said the same words, but she's different, and so yeah. and so I can accept the differences because you have a, a different situation. Now, Pike I, shouldn't have been captain for those last six months. Can I ask this question? Because mm-hmm. um, it took it wasn't until the end of the episode that I went, wait a minute, <laughs> this sound this is all familiar. <laughs> Sounds like you guys went to balance of terror right away oh it immediately i so, swear immediately. oh yeah yes. so oh, yeah. so i feel a little silly but um are you guys saying that there were some like actual lines that were the same absolutely oh, abs- yes so, oh my <laughs> God. yes i'm gonna like have to Ortega, watch balance she, of terror okay yeah. brian brian i will tell you while we were watching it i said to my wife this is balance of terror and she said i don't remember that episode and i said we have to watch it. Mm-hmm. So two days ago, we watched Balance of Terror, and she she could see the. She, of course, she was chuckling because you look at the special effects of TOS era versus now. My Twelve year old was too. Yeah, <laughs> but but still the intensity. And then she goes, "Wait a minute, this is kind of like a submarine film." I said, "That's right. Yeah, this is exactly. the enemy below." And this is run silent, run mm-hmm. deep. And it was, they, they, I mean, they purposely stole from those movies to okay. make the original episode. But yeah, it was, they did, I, I'm just, I was just blown away. And when, and when they show, uh, when the, um, when the Vulcans are, no, excuse me, when the Klingons are first seen, they use the exact, same music yes that, that blew me away episode they use the same music 
they use kind of the same, a lot of the same angles and shots. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I first recognized that they were doing Balance of Terror, I didn't remember all the details of Balance of Terror. We also then like kind of immediately rewatched Balance of Terror afterwards. Mm -hmm. But then yes, like, like when you saw, you know, Starbase 4, that scene mm-hmm. where like they're burning up and exploding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The, the same the, dialogue. Same dialogue. Yeah. The only thing that's Pretty different much. was the guy's name, I think. I think yes. that was like the yes. only yes. difference. Versus there. Versus, yeah. But the same yeah. explosion, the same effect, yes. everything, even to, to where the Robin ship appears on the screen, you go, I'm turning on the screen and you get this same image, just I, higher I, resolution and quality. Of course. I think I recognized it right away in the wedding scene. Yeah, the wedding. I'm oh, like, okay, that there's was, a wedding yeah. on a starship yeah. and there's yeah. that, being that, made that's the automatic opening. That, yeah. that's, that struck me as I think this happened in the original track. Like that yeah. was very, <laughs> yes. but I did not that's put it. Th- I just, I just was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if they did that on purpose. And then mm-hmm. I just moved along yes. with my life and enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Huh? No, yeah, that's was exactly just, that this... was the tie-in. Except the fact that, of course, Pike is like, "And you are, hello, yeah. and you are," because it's not his reality; mm-hmm. it's Kirk's reality. But now he's dropped into the body. Isn't it hilarious? Into... But there are a couple of differences. Like so, because again, when we did rewatch *Balance of Terror*, you know, mm-hmm. having just seen the *The Stranger Worlds* episode, like the um, sh- the woman was standing on the opposite side. Right. Like okay. so, they're like they're like like right. Oh yeah, and, and so end, I want to like rewatch both of them like five times. Yeah, but then again, well, I uh, I rewatched it again yesterday to go over my notes for today. Um, that is Strange New Worlds version, mm-hmm. but like at the end, you now have the the uh, bride who's the one who dies, not the groom, mm-hmm. as in the original, mm-hmm. and then you throw in Spock's death. Mm-hmm. or his distemper yeah. but that wasn't was and, and it's yeah but which is again the whole thing though was you know pike made the raw well pike's decision just mm-hmm. wasn't the right one so of course you're gonna have i think you know some differences based on based on that but it was just oh it was just so brilliant like i i can't even yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like at this i think at the point of the wedding i was like okay there it's a wedding I'm mentioning Romulans, and I'm like, are they mm-hmm. about to do Balance of Terror? Yeah. I think they're yeah. doing Balance of Terror. You guys are much freaking out. deeper than me. Yeah. I just it, just, it just means we've watched like the TOS episodes more times. Yes. <laughs> that, that, is, because... that is true. Well, that is, always... that is my, one of my favorite all-time episodes. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a definitely great episode. episode. The episode great. is amazing, but I always yeah. thought, like, okay, come on, I feel really bad for the couple getting married because that is a really cheesy wedding. They're not even wearing their dress <laughs> uniforms. And I'm but like, that's how they were in the original episode. Oh, really? They were but in they, their regular clothing. Well, yeah. that's what I mean. That's what I remember about that, about Balance of Terror yeah. was that, man, it's like he, Captain Kirk, you don't even put on your cool, like, re, like yeah. they even dressed up for Khan. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't well, dress up K- for the K- couple. Kate and O'Brien got to Keiko and O'Brien got to dress up a little bit and they all were mm-hmm. in their dressing uniforms. Mm-hmm. Well, can I just wow. say this real quick? And we need to probably let Chris take control back of this because <laughs> okay. we're just jumping in head first here, but because it's be so exciting. But is it is it me or are our beloved Star Trek characters are secondary characters like this couple getting married and everybody standing there? Are, have we not experienced time travel and weird things enough that when they're in the middle of a wedding ceremony and all of a sudden Pike is like, and who are you? Yeah. You know, like, like, well, did nobody go, wait no. a minute. That's, no, they did look on their face. Like they were, they were like, uh, you know, okay. they were, they were also a little 
confused. They're a little but confused, they... but here's the thing is, you know, what you, what Brian just said, I'm going to parse what you just said. You just said, have we experienced it? Yes. Over 50 years of us watching Trek, we have seen all kinds of manners of strange time phenomena. Those <laughs> folks in their place and stuff and time, not necessarily. It's valid. Right. It's so valid. You gotta. There's, there's a big, big difference I, okay. there. I always thought that though, with like with TNG, it's like if a character is saying, "Hey, I've had this weird thing is happening to me," someone should be like, "Hey, this weird stuff is we've we we've, we've we're all in the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. We know this has happened." So yeah. I mean, that makes sense. on the Enterprise D. Yeah. On the Enterprise D, but I yeah. see, every other I see your point though. Okay. Yes. <laughs> now you I- should. This means you all should. If you haven't read it or listened to it, I highly recommend John Scalzi's novel Red Shirts. Mm-hmm. it oh, kind okay. of it, it's a it. take on the red shirts uh of star trek lore but it's kind of done in a really mm-hmm. it's very entertaining mm-hmm. and i absolutely recommend listening to the audiobook version of it because it's narrated by will mm-hmm. wheaton which is just perfect it, it was just right, a, a, yeah. that's like a perfect match so okay. read that because when it when they kind of talk about all the odd things that kind of continuously happen it's just it's great okay. but that, that was a little semi-related tangent <laughs> I, I wrote some notes here and i if you don't mind you like and read oh yeah go ahead that. but again first off and i just said of the overall series the new opening with the enterprise and the rainbow following it is just absolutely beautiful i, just uh, I never that. skip I think, it it was really do. hard to get through though this time i was like i want to skip it because we have future <laughs> pike yeah. but the intro is so good so, so let right. me ask you a question and this is where i need a little help when did Pike learn about his future? So okay. that that was it in the second season of Discovery or yeah. when? Yeah, second season of Discovery episode. Some I can't think of the name. I if was you can let me it. know, Chris, I'd like to see it because that that was driving it was me crazy. A good episode, as I recall. Yeah, okay, really good. And and then so this is a real what if episode. But, you know? but I want to. Oh, I want to put forth the concept for people who might be listening to this, who haven't watched disco and who don't want to watch disco. Cause I know there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of folks out there who love Trek generally, but aren't mm-hmm. disco fans. You do not need to have seen that in disco to appreciate strange new worlds. I think oh, they, yeah. I think they yeah. were clear enough in the first episode of strange new worlds. Plus what we know right. from the original series, yeah. if you missed the disco and yeah. don't want to go back, you're it's, it's okay. You're not gonna, it's, it's not the end of the world. So yeah, and then I'm, he, I'm sorry, here's another point, which was that ult- ultimately he had to make this decision not to change the timeline because otherwise you don't have Pike in TOS in his wheelchair, disfigured, going to Talus 4 to become better again. So it was almost preordained that he's not going to, unless, of course, you're going to throw away the whole TOS timeline. Well, which I think so. Which they did. I mean, like they can do, I mean, multiverse and different timelines and the whole Kelvin series, you know. But um, in the Discovery episode, I think when he gets, like he, he touches the crystal and he sees the future, and mm-hmm. then he has to take the crystal for some reason. And then I think the Klingon monk is like, hey, if you take this crystal, you're going to set this you're going to set this future mm-hmm. in stone, mm-hmm. basically. So if you take it, it's going to happen one yeah. way or another and you can't yeah. avoid it. And, and just to let you know how up to date things are. Memory Alpha is already updated Jeez. to include this episode. Wow. 
with information about the Farragut and then who that Kirk was the captain of it. So they're, I give them credit. They're on top of things. Yeah, no, they're, they're impressive. Yeah. So you want to move into your second question, Chris? <laughs> kind of talked about it already. Let, let me take a look, like because we, yeah. we've already covered. Have we yeah, talked about the yeah. sounds? Oh, because we got to talk about the sound we, effects, like the the Romulan bridge. I was listening to it, and I'm like, that's that's the sound of the Romulan bridge, even though we heard that that specific sound effect mm-hmm. in throughout TOS. But yeah, and it was oh, it was so good. No, and you did have like in the background, you had the Romulan, you know like calm discussions in the back that was never in the original episode. So they gave it some more layering, but still it had, it was a modern look of what the original series episode was upgraded, but still the same thing. And, and they changed the characters a little bit. Right. Well, the music, the music, I am, I I don't, the music might be one of my favorite things about this series because they are Mm -hmm. bringing in so many themes from past track, but in, I mean, it's it's not cheesy, though. It's so it's like exciting and refreshing and fun mm-hmm. to hear and new new kind of little spins. And it sounds fresh. I mean, I just I have been so impressed with the music of this series. Yeah. Um, and then with Picard season two as well. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about that, though. But mm-hmm. the music, uh, if I had my way, the show would win an Emmy for its music. Yeah, and it's just especially like when when Kirk first appears and they play the original theme music. It was like, dude, you you. It's almost like saying thank you for being honest about the original series and not just throwing it under the bridge, you know, and forgetting about. They were really so respectful of that which followed, you know, which preceded it. It brings up. But besides the fact that uh, that there are there are several themes in particular, especially kind of the what I'll call the hero theme, mm-hmm. um, that is just so memorable and emotional and inspirational and filled with adventure mm-hmm. and how it makes you feel. And so it's just it's just you know I heard that theme and I started singing uh the happy song you know <laughs> i'm happy yeah you know um and uh, i just i just it was it's the music is just i can't say enough about mm-hmm. it it's 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 perfect i've never mm-hmm. been so impressed with music it just fills yeah. every space it needs to fill mm-hmm. for story emotion in my heart you know yeah. i mean it just it's it's doing superb yeah they're they're yeah. they're very respectful you know and that's and that's to me is so important and that's again i don't go back but that's one of the reasons why i loved enterprise because they were respectful of that which is going to happen in the future but they set a pattern in the they, mm-hmm. they set the backstory that was honest to the original series and so this did just the same thing um just wow and i i yeah. gotta say too chris because because this is I love this number three question. What do you think about the music sounds or the lighting? Mm-hmm. But I I Pike's quarters. I want I want that to be my quarters. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love his quarters. I love the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And I uh, just I'm torn. I, I, I'm, I'm Oh, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, like, well, I shouldn't say I'm doing this now. Like, I'm in the process of trying to get a kitchen renovation started, and I'm Do probably it. a long way from that. 
But my mm. question now that I'm thinking about, and they just revealed there was some new season two photos of this new hangout area, this oh. new lounge area on the ship. And I'm like, okay, how can I incorporate Pike's quarters in his kitchen and the lounge into my kitchen? Uh, <laughs> so, do it. Because do it. I, I think yeah. his quarters are so unrealistic <laughs> and it's annoying for Canon in that like, well, Kirk's quarters were always small and why would they be so mm-hmm. large in this show? Mm-hmm. But they look good. I mean, uh, what a place. I'm, I'm struggling with that. For, for two two reasons and mm. it's one you know yeah it looks gorgeous it's beautiful everything about so it is just so beautiful however the the reason the two reasons i struggle is well one uh, the canon this is mm-hmm. not this is not uh you know what we saw in tos but then two as someone who thinks about this in the real world and you know has some insight into what we are really trying to develop for real like crew quarters and knowing mm. what the re- you know what we yeah. currently do we're so like we're still no matter what anyone's position is we're still stacking them into like these little sleeping bags and right. little like yep. things so i'm okay. i'm having a hard time you know like it's... the size of his quarters might be the size of our first lunar habitat you know okay. uh, in yeah. real life so well, I, i'm so, i struggle can, can so i, bring I up have a point a... about i was going to say there was there was this appeared yesterday today's the 13th yes mm-hmm. this was a question that someone posted on facebook yesterday and so there was this posting yesterday about Pike's Enterprise, that it was too modern compared to Kirk's Enterprise. And I, I posted, I mean, if you look at the interiors of Kirk's Enterprise versus um, Pike's Enterprise, Kirk's Enterprise more mimics what Archer's Enterprise. The bridge was small, compact. Mm-hmm. The the viewing screen was was small. Again, this is, we're talking about, you know 1960s version but they were more whereas this thing is much larger bridge uh than that and then again like you said the quarters that kirk had in the original series were more like what archer had a small room not that very big but you look at uh pikes and it's like yeah you could have like you know three apartments in new york that would be like so, three apartments yeah, it's a little I, bit more military feel you know and even into the movies in, in enterprise a you mm-hmm. know when you have admiral kirk slash captain kirk you know his quarters are also not not luxurious oh, yeah. no, you know no. and that to me was a little bit more realistic i mean again mm-hmm. pike's stuff is beautiful it is it is beautiful i want to it, without it yeah <laughs> right so, but it just even, is not even realistic quarters so, are huge yeah, there. Yeah. So there's yeah. a couple of things. So I think, and uh, this is actually, if we think the, back, uh, the I conference think, room, everything is big. Everything it's, is. Let's put it this way: you think, <laughs> you think about the Enterprise D and how big that is. Oh yeah, it's and, that, and that I struggled with a little bit too. Okay. The but, that's, in. but that's still in line with what Pike's Enterprise is in size and room and accommodations. It's so big. And but, that isn't so, even a spillover from Discovery, which had outrageously large sets. Yeah. So there's so there's two things. So I think if if you take out the canon, if you're not looking at the canon, I can buy that they had so much space because I think Drug Dex, Drexler made a point when we interviewed him that mm-hmm. in the future, because they're using such advanced technology, you don't have to worry about the space, which I I'll accept. But I do have a hard time when we're thinking about well. Like, do they just like, I just get the feeling that some engineer was like, Hey, this is actually a lot of space for, for Captain Pike. Hey, Captain Kirk, uh, do you mind if we reduce your quarters and take out your kitchen? What like, would have been, what would have well, been hilarious is if Captain Kirk 
did they have a scene in Pike's quarters with Captain Kirk? Uh, I yes. can't recall. Yeah, it was yeah, towards yeah, the end. end. It would have been hilarious if they would have had Captain Kirk walk in and go, well, Whoa. geez. <laughs> or something like, what kind of, what? Boy, like, the, well, wait, no, I the, the, the Farragut was a, was a Subaru. I mean, this is like a Cadillac, buddy. How'd yeah. that happen? You know, here's, here's another thing about that and the difference. And this goes back to what you said about Doug Drexler. The exterior of the Enterprise has that metallic look that the NX-01 has mm-hmm. and the same blue illuminated nacelles as the NX-01. So to me, it's like they went from the NX-01 to Pike's Enterprise for the exterior. But mm-hmm. then at, when Kirk gets it and you've got this beautiful, like, you know, Dex, uh, Dreg, Doug said, you know, more like skin. Mm-hmm. Where it's so smooth and it's white and it looks sleek and beautiful and you would think okay well maybe there was a retrofit see i always just i always just took it as like if we were actually on star trek like if we were if if somehow we were transported into the real world of tos the -hmm. enterprise exterior would look like the enterprise exterior of discovery i just thought i always took it as not that it's different it's just Mm -hmm. well it's the 60s and they don't have a lot of time and the cameras aren't going to pick up that detail and that's why when you get to the enterprise a you get a lot more plating detail, especially if you look at um, yes. When when yes. I just not when it gets stuck. I was always stressed mm-hmm. out in motion picture when the Enterprise was like tra- not trapped, but it's like they like walk and then they walk to V'ger. That's mm-hmm. when you can see like a crazy amount of detail. Yeah. So I always mm-hmm. took it as in universe if it was really happening, the plating would always look like that. It's mm-hmm. just I, I think mm-hmm. I budget subconsciously yeah. thought that that thought yeah. it too. Yeah, now that but there it's... was a redesign in universe. Yeah. But yeah. the but the in the interior, like I can get, I can wrap my head around. Okay, the technology is different because when they're making this show, they're not just appealing to the hardcore fans who are gonna be excited about the NX about the original Enterprise. They're trying to appeal to new audiences mm-hmm. who are like, hey, this looks cool. So I can get around the tech technological improvements in the ship just because we need to to make it look like it's futuristic for modern viewers Mm -hmm. but i do have an issue with the size of the quarters because there's no like and if you look i think i would maybe guess actually i don't know if it's true but they seem like they're bigger than kirk's apartment in wrath of gong Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's comparable at least it does it does look that way like so cluttered in that movie Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's got all his chachkis on the wall and everything. Right. And I think you know the the amount of space in Enterprise D always bugged me a little bit, but not in the same way because you know it bugs me here because of the cannon thing. At least yeah. D yeah. is yeah. a bigger ship. Okay, yeah. so there's more space and they're wasting. <laughs> well, they they had the freedom. Well, remember it was it was not a five year mission. I mean, it was it an, could, yes, it, it was an ongoing mission with families. Right. Like I said, yeah, I, I get that. It was a generational ship. It could have been yeah. three nurseries, according to yeah. his lower deck but, or something. Yes, but that's the thing is, is so for you know, I have this love hate relationship with what they're doing with the original Enterprise here. Yeah. But now the well, bridge looks oh. wonderful. I, I have no complaints about what they did with the bridge. And, and that's yeah. actually true because the one thing I love about it, no pop up displays. No pop up displays. Well, you, you okay, mean like watch... the holographic? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that oh, they had okay. Discovery. Oh, that they had in the movies? And Discovery. But Discovery, Discovery they have... didn't, did they have that before they went to the future? Oh, yeah. yeah they they did. They I did. remember that was yes. like one of the first okay. like, criticisms. And of that, that was, was one of the. That's oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. 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 So, but this, 
they're still, I mean, you still even, even if you looked at the keyboards on the, <laughs> you still had some of the jelly beans. That, oh, yeah, you know, that, the... that, that was, and to me, that's, that's where it's supposed to be. So you could just say, okay, well, maybe when they retrofitted from Pike to Kirk, they downsided, made it more compact. And, but it was still the same layout of the, you know, the organ. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. See, the only thing that doesn't track is that we like even in this episode, in this episode where they redo Balance of Terror, mm-hmm. that Enterprise is still very much the Enterprise from Strange New World. So, yes. I think it's just one of those things that we as fans just have to wrap our head around. And I think yeah. in canon, it, like if Kirk, like let's let's look at it this way: if you were somehow again in the Star Trek universe and it was real, if you were to watch Captain Kirk go to the strange new worlds enterprise he would not perceive any difference because that was the enterprise that he's always known it's just that mm-hmm. we as the viewers see something different yeah. because it's a tv show well, well sure well, sure does that Good make point. sense yeah so, yes yes I, I think one of the things that i one of the reasons why i'm loving the sets and i have zero issues with the size of the quarters for strange new worlds this is personal preference but there was a major difference for me growing up watching the original trek and next gen the mm. original trek for me I love the adventure, the stories, the characters, but I never fantasized or dreamed about living on board the the NC-1701. I did with the Enterprise-D. The Enterprise-D was where I wanted to live and be and run around the hallways and all Mm -hmm. that and through the Arboretum and go to Mm -hmm. 10 Forward to have a cheeseburger or a triple chocolate sundae with Deanna Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That would be something. And so I feel that way with this version of the Enterprise is that I'm one reason I'm loving it is not just because it's gorgeous, well done, lit well, shot well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, interacted with well is because I, I go, man, this is a ship I would want to be on for sure. Oh, like, yeah. It's got definitely. some it's got some perks now. Nothing against. I, I also, though, I say that. I loved the NX-01 Enterprise too. Mm-hmm. That ship, I I could, I thought they did a great job, and maybe it was with character interaction more so. It was happened real. in the smaller quarters. That also, I would say, I could see myself on that. Um, I just, yeah. I just can't get past that. Captain Archer doesn't have a keyboard in his office. I got to let this one go, but this has bugged me for the last like two or three years. Keyboard. <laughs> Like he doesn't like so when he's on his desktop computer, yeah, he doesn't have a control pad that he can use to manipulate it. There's two oh, of them oh. on the wall, but he doesn't have one on his desk. And I watched huh. so many episodes oh. where I'm like, how how is he? Well, he didn't really he didn't really interact. It just occasionally he would look at his. I feel like you know, he only see him screen. reading. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was more data that would come up on his on his screen that he had in front of him, and that was about it. But you're, so you're telling me that like there was no there's no reason ever for him to type something in that just it just blew me away I, now see i want to go rewatch some just right. just for that yeah. that's yeah. a great insight if, insane, you, Chris. if yeah. you want a really good like i don't know why but this comes to mind where i really noticed it it's mm-hmm. the episode fusion where they're encountering the vulcans who are trying to experience emotion and there's yeah. like a final scene where he's having a confrontation with the uh, one guy who like throws him against the wall and you get a very clear image of two control pads on. Okay. On Gotta the look wall. at it. Gotta look at it. On the screen. But okay. this is not about strange. This is not strange new worlds. So we got no, no, no. We got tangent. Yes. Sorry. But yes, Sorry. I think Brian's right. Enterprise yeah. uh, NX01 looks great. And um, 
regardless of what you think about the cannon, it's just like this is the dream spot. Open fireplace, yeah. being able to cook. That uh, that I do love. I love the fact that he cooks his own food. I like yeah. that. I think that's really that's a nice character story, um, especially when he's making the spaghetti. Yeah, for the other captain, it was just like oh, I love now, seeing. I, Go ahead. I'm I was sorry. gonna say with the open fireplace, I can't accept that that's actually an open fireplace. I have to, in my head, believe that <laughs> it's not really an open fire. Like either it's not a real fire that what? there's holographic. Somehow... Holographic fire is the on a spaceship. And again, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking a little too real world. Fire is the worst, 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 worst thing. There was actually there was a fire um, on Mir in the 80s. And one of the it was one of the times that there was an American astronaut with the Russians on Mir. Mm. And the American guy, he has he's written about he's described what it's like um, and how quickly you're overcome by smoke and stuff so like again that has to be there there's there's got to be something to that yeah. fireplace where it's not right. really a real fireplace or it's really behind glass it's not really you know mm-hmm. like yeah. i can't accept an open fireplace on this that's interesting <laughs> because maybe Tupac. season two they'll they'll do something with it but they yeah, did because... also have that on discovery they had fireplaces yeah same thing and, and same yeah, thing and same i can't thing. accept right. that that's actually yeah. real fire i know because I know. yeah it's tuvok different. had to get special permission to light his meditating mm-hmm. um candle mm-hmm. oh, meditative really? candle and there's like even the scene where like seven's like hey how did you you shouldn't be having an open flame on the ship yeah and he's like oh i got special permission for it or something so i have down in my basement we have like one of these kind of like electric um Mm -hmm. they they simulate fire so we Mm -hmm. have one so in to my head that's what's on discovery and then something in that realm has to be in pike's quarters can i ask you guys can i ask you guys a question Mm-hmm. No, no i'm just kidding <laughs> Sorry. i don't know why i always what? do that you say no chris i'll submit to that because chris this is you your, are the no, control no, go ahead. this is your oh, I, I want uh, maybe we just try to hit this real quick so we can get to number four or something mm-hmm. but i just i don't know if we can talk about straight this final episode without talking about what are your if you can say in just a few sentences what's your what are your impressions of this version of james t kirk oh 60 less, or sorry, not 60% less. I would say I did actually a video about this. I'm hoping to post this oh, weekend okay. Interesting. where I basically I'm trying to explain why he's different, but in my opinion, he only has 60% of the same Kirk swagger. Um, and he's not quite as Kirky. And I think <laughs> like the, like Paul like Wesley did a good job of like explaining that it, he thought it was because, well, for one thing, he wasn't surrounded by Spock and the rest of the TOS crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's because, uh, and we can get into opinions in this. I don't want to be disrespectful towards the Farragut, but the Farragut is not the Enterprise. And I think there's a certain amount of Kirk Swagger that comes from not only am I a young captain, but I am captain of the Enterprise, which is, I think, is the flagship mm-hmm. in that yes. time. Is it still yes. the flagship in the original yes. series? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, he's not quite as Captain Kirk because he's it's the Farragut. <laughs> I got to get this off my yeah. chest. Yep. Maybe what that's most, it. Good point. Can I just say it's one of the most disappointing wow. things ever when it's like, sir, there's another starship coming in. It's the Farragut. Okay. <laughs> well, they're here. But remember, this, this he, was, the Enterprise. He, he was just a lieutenant on the Farragut. He was not the captain of it in the original in the original timeline of TOS. Uh, well, well, that's yeah, what if I you mean. Take so a look, like, if you look at the uh, go memory alpha, you'll see yeah. the information. Is it, so is I, it the Farragut I, that encountered the um, the cloud, the yes, vampire? Yes. Cloud, yes. and he's yes. like, "Oh, we can't worry about the medicine. We got to go fight the vampire cloud." I don't yes. remember what it's called. 
but you're right it's in there it's what, in what? there adina go ahead i really i wanted to like this kirk i, I really really wanted to but i'm i having a hard time accepting it but i like what chris was just saying that maybe that's it it's because he's not the kirk that had the same experiences as our kirk mm-hmm. which affected his personality so we meet kirk after he's been you know captain of the enterprise for at least a little while mm-hmm. and maybe that's enough to affect enough of his personality that this is mm-hmm. different but i was trying really 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 hard and i almost wish you know how in star wars they did some cgi of some you know actors to oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah i almost wish that this was a cgi young shatner i i mm. oh you want oh you want to have yeah like they did with uh they, with mark hamill putting his but not but they did but that was mark that? hamill with some cgi overlay right yeah i, just, I don't yeah. think i want to I feel yeah, like I there's not enough CGI to take a 90 year. I, again, I really like William Shatner. There's not enough CGI to take a 90 year old William Shatner and make him 35. But right. I think there's enough CGI to just make a 35 year old William Shatner. And well, I even, almost wish they okay. did that. Even his but voice he, is different enough. Right, I don't yeah. know if they, they'd have to have someone who's a voice. Uh, there's character. enough people who can do voice acting. Right. I feel like who, that's I, that who I, can do that voice. I don't know. I'll, I'll think I, about it. I Bye. think <laughs> I can only say I can only say one thing as Captain Kirk. Can I do my uh sorry Please. I gotta do oh, it? Chris, if you've Reports got a good one hour. No. We, I, I'm gonna be on that ship. Uh, I can't think of the line now. it's gonna come back to me. No, it is my intention to be on that ship following that meeting report to me in one hour yes okay there we go. i hear it and, and i hear and it. here i'm going to say real quick uh, in defense of <laughs> this kirk and i'll do the defense since this is a what if episode he can't be exactly the same because his experience changed and that was the big argument people had about the jj enterprise uh, star trek is that kirk wasn't the same his experiences in life changed how he got to where he was and all that and how he mm-hmm. met everybody. So again, since this is a what if, a uh, lot could have changed I, because in who Kirk was. Pike, Pike has the Kirk swagger because he's like, he's in charge of the Enterprise and he has well, that, the confidence yeah, and yeah. that. So yeah, I think for me, I don't think I disliked it. I think it makes sense. It just is that, okay, this is a very different Kirk. And I found even with Chris Pine's Kirk, I really had to wrap my head around the fact that, okay, He's rebellious, but it's because he never had, he didn't have his father. Yeah. Right. Um, and right. his mother I, was li- living with an abusive guy. Yeah. So Here's, it was very much like, I'm just going to rebel all the time. Here, here is, I think that's, I think that's true, Chris. I, I think Chris Pine did a fantastic job, though, of a lot of the little Shatner esque things. Right. Even if it wasn't, you know, I mean, they wrote in the rebelliousness, although if you read, uh, Best Destiny, which is a, a Star Trek novel, it does a lot of Kirk's youth and his experience mm-hmm. with Robert April and all that stuff. It's it's an incredible read. That's one. That's a must read Star Trek mm-hmm. book if you want mm-hmm. original Star Trek background uh, on Captain Kirk. But Chris Pine did a fantastic job. As I mean, you could see, yeah, this could be a mm-hmm. young Shatner. So the yeah. best. And so and so, and I'll say I'll say this because I said a few sentences. So I'm going to try to stick to it. Is is uh um, I am, I think the hardest gig in acting is Captain Kirk right now. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. I don't know because because fans are so tough and so hard mm-hmm. and so in love with Star Trek. And if you loved William Shatner's portrayal as Captain Kirk, that's what you are expect. You will ex- you will mm-hmm. receive nothing less than Shatner esque type portrayal of Captain Kirk. At least in mm-hmm. some way, you got to see some of it. Well, and so, so for me, I felt I felt kind of bad for this actor because I mean, throwing himself into I mean, albeit willingly into mm-hmm. a situation that's going to open him up for criticism from fans. Mm-hmm. But saying that, I'm kind of glad in a way, too, they didn't just go cheap portrayal mimicking of Shatner yeah. and Kirk. And so, I think but, that I uh, I dig what what made me the most upset mm. was that his hair is too stinking dark. No. Okay. <laughs> so I will say this. A, I think... Oh, yeah, there's there's some amount of you know like what chris was saying a minute ago like the swagger that would come from being on the enterprise but there's still going to be a certain amount of mannerisms that are still going to be fundamental to the person and i think th- there wasn't they, anything that, like they I had made a, much a choice easier... not well, to make him chat so, i know well, I just, okay so i, I have, have, a, I have a person that i wonder why it. yeah Ooh. okay so, so what about when sam comes in and he asks him about his brother and he says, well, he's a risk taker. Sometimes he takes too many risks. Sometimes yeah. he's a little wild. And that was a Kobayashi Maru tie in. Yeah. That he and that was all good. That was good. That, that was so good. There's your background story that. And he you, definitely you had different. In. Kirk, uh, James T wanted to handle that whole situation differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he had so to I... relent to Pike. Yeah. Who, because no, Pike was in charge. All of that. Like the dialogue was good, how they mm-hmm. handled all that was good. It was written well. I, I have no qualms with how it was all written and how it was plotted out. Nothing there. It's just the fact that I'm looking at this actor and trying to like in my head be like, that's Kirk. I and I'm like, I can't do it. And I'm having I'm having a similar problem with Ethan Peck and accepting his Spock. Really? I like the character. I really? like everything he says i like everything he does i like the actor but i look at this guy and i don't say "Ooh, that's spock and i had a much easier time accepting chris pine and zachary quinto and i'm trying to mm-hmm. understand like why did i accept like because I, I remember at the time it so, was still hard to accept them too but uh, why mm-hmm. was it a little easier and i'm just wondering if maybe there's now been just too many like maybe three different people playing the same character is just enough to break me well, I can tell you, I like this Spock than the Spock that was in Discovery. This seems like Spock. Well, yeah, yeah now he's Discovery at, was like all weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, Spock, he was in a different That's place, it. but I have to say this: I got it. This is like I, I want to jump in with this because this guy is incredible. You have we have we all seen Star Trek Continues? Because that actor Vince Maniega mm-hmm. plays such a fantastic Kirk. To me, it's like I've seen like even there are scenes where he's walking down the hall or he's turning and mm-hmm. he does the perfect like Kirk turn and I'm demonstrating it. This I is just, an audio podcast. Yeah. That's my distant <laughs> but, cousin, Vic Mignona, but he pronounces his name Mignana. Oh, is Listen. this because that's, that's he's the distant cousin. He's who they should have called like, no, yeah, like, I think, he's really good. I yeah, accept it's, him it's as Kirk. Creepy. Once you get like what I, what I recommend Let me, for listeners. You, we need to oh, do yeah. if, if you guys have not watched continues, mm-hmm. uh, it, it should be on your watch list because yeah. it is just like watching brand yes. new, original series star trek there are some things that are not as strong with it um like i i think they do a fantastic job 
they poured their heart in every actor, mm-hmm. every behind. It's a fantastic thing. But mm-hmm. that is so good, guys. In my head and my heart, I consider mm-hmm. that canon. Yeah. 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 I, I never and watched it. It's to give so a shot. good. And yeah. it feels like for me, Strange New Worlds has been giving me that feeling that continues had where it's like, man, they're putting mm-hmm. a lot of love into it. And I mm-hmm. and continues is a bit different because it's made for the fans. So like, hey, we can go all out in that mm-hmm. we can literally make it look like the original show. Mm-hmm. Whereas Strange New Worlds is trying to appeal to a wider audience. But I think like the way they did Balance of Terror just made me feel the way when I think the first episode I saw, I think the first episode of Continues was when they when Kirk gets back from the mirror universe and they, he recreates the scene where Captain Kirk leaves and has that really good speech with Spock. And it's like beat for beat, note for note almost. And the sound effects, it was amazing. And I get that same feeling when watching Strange New Worlds. And I kind of feel like, why couldn't they have asked Vic? And mm-hmm. I know Paul Wesley, and I'm curious to see how he mm. um, how he does in the role. But I think Vic did a really, or Vic, how does he pronounce it? So, okay. The name is pronounced Mignona. If you go to Italy, they pronounce it Mignona. For okay. some reason, the people who immigrated to the Pennsylvania, you know, group, they it wound up morphing into Mignana, which hurts my head and my heart so much to hear that because it's like I hear it and I'm like, oh my god, you're pronouncing my name wrong. That's right. what yeah. I hear anyway. And but that's Vic, how he if, pronounces. If you're I always get to this. We'd love to all have the time. You on the show. Okay. Yes, do you, do you he wanna... he does fan. Like Star Trek Continues is fantastic. He is fantastic as Kirk. I love everything about Star Trek Continues, but it's been a while since I've watched it. So I don't remember all the details of the episodes and I, I feel like I got to go rewatch it now. I believe I it's all available. On you. Yeah, StarTrekContinues.com. Um, okay. Yeah, it's so Chris? good. So I just, yeah, sorry, go ahead. You want to move into your next question? <laughs> yeah, because we got to talk about the Ortega <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's talk situation. about Ortega's character. Wait, are we done with Kirk? Are we, I, do we say? Yeah, let's move along. I, I, I think, think that horse say, is though, dead. I think full respect to Captain or to not Captain Kirk to Paul Wesley for mm-hmm. for jumping in and being like, yeah, I'm going to be Captain Kirk because that's a tough thing to fill. They, but I think they did. I think it, it makes sense given the context. I, I think he did fine for what he was asked to do. I think I think right. the actor is fine, and <laughs> and I think it was well written character. I just it was well written. Yes, and he won't be back again. Okay. That's it. No, I think he's oh, going to be really? back in season two. He's going to be back Maybe, as Lieutenant if he, Kirk. If he comes in season two, he he will be a younger man because remember yeah. at the end, that's when uh, right right Pike was, was looking future... at his service record. Yeah, when we might get. Uh, you think we get Finney, who was also on the Farragut? I think he was right. supposed oh. to close the console, <laughs> okay. close, close the panel. But yeah, Ortega. and real quick, no one has said this, and I'm going to say it right now. Whoever it. did the voice of Scotty. It almost brought a tear to my eye. That was cute. Yeah. Yes, I like that. that. Was I was so, so beautiful. That, that was just so. It, it well, you didn't have to see him. You just heard that voice, and you uh, it was it was it was like a nice bowl of soup that you could, just could loved. bring. Chris I'm not a soup guy, Before but I we get off, of, since yeah. you brought up Scotty, and since yeah. we're we're talking about episodes that are you know if if we're talking about the season finale, Stranger New Worlds, we can we're spoiling that. We're going to assume we're spoiling the whole season. Of course, so the episode right before. Mm-hmm. when we lost oh, that, our engineer that, that, yeah. that bothered so, me now what well, bothered Ooh, me for a lot of reasons but two? the thing is 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 this opening up are we going to get scotty that's possible I, when does scotty join the enterprise i i it's one of those things where i'd be really cool and before so like i would say when did when did strange new worlds come out it was like may right mm-hmm. yes. so yeah. april so april christian fox would say that's awful. <laughs> Don't bring in another original series character. Oh no! I'm now that I've seen what they can characters. do, well, that's what I mean. But now that I've seen what they can do with the original characters, 
I'm like, okay, I think I, I trust you um, to bring in a Spock. If you are not a Spock, uh, Scotty, if you bring in yeah. Scotty, all right, we'll see how it works because they, so far they've been doing a really good job of, mm-hmm. of nailing the characters except for Una, or, which we can talk about later. Okay. Um, but Ortega, should we go to, cause yeah, that, so go to that's Ortega. like my one gripe Ortega. of the episode aside really? from the, the maroon. Um, I didn't like the texture on the new uniform, but okay. um, for me, Ortega, <clears throat> I like the fact that they brought back the styles character, mm-hmm. but I feel like we haven't seen enough of Ortega's backstory to feel like her attitude made sense because the Ortega that we see in, in regular strange new worlds is like a happy go lucky pretty quirky and granted there might be a family history that we don't know about and she might have had some other trauma that she's dealt with in the seven years since we've seen her but it just right. seemed like oh well we're doing balance of terror so we have to have a we have to have the styles character you have to have the styles. So let's You're give absolutely right let's give that to ortega mm-hmm. yeah, well, well, that that she of... had to play that she, since she was the helmsman not helmsman she was a navigator and that's that she had to have that particular role and here, here's the thought that I had just thinking about, and this goes back to the original balance of terror. You know, the, the idea of Spock when they see him and they really, they turn and they went, oh my God, is he the spy on this ship? I always wondered, did George Takei have PTSD? Because that's the life he lived as a child. Because he happened to look like, he was Japanese American and he looked like the enemy. And oh, he was treated with the same disrespect that Spock was given, both in the original episode and this one as though that, you know, Ortega has to be that prejudicial character. Though in the original episode, Spock is, uh, excuse me, Kirk is more demanding that he, uh, that, that that character does not show such, you know, you don't, there's no bigotry allowed on my bridge. Yeah. Well, or, like... Ortega's lines seem to match almost one for one in those mm-hmm. in, in that scene uh, with Styles, but but Pike didn't say exactly what Kirk. No, said, no. Which was this was really interesting. I really liked how they did that. I mm-hmm. really thought that was a. It's all coming back to me. The more you guys talk and talk about the original episode, Balance. Oh, of you got to watch it like now. The more I'm, I'm remembering I going, <laughs> but I'm going. How did I miss this? Yeah. I just was just it's, along for the well, ride. I didn't know that one for one until I rewatched Balance Terra after. You know, okay. I knew it was generally, but like the whole seeing really how one for one it was came it when really I rewatched was. Balance Terra really right was. after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like I've seen that episode a lot, so I felt like yeah, mm-hmm. I could tell it was almost one yeah. for one, but I. I made the mistake of not watching it after I've been putting it on, but I'm like, not going to go yeah. back to curve. And I kept doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to go back and watch uh Ballas of Terror this weekend. Yeah. Maybe I'll get no, to watch it, it with watch me. it, watch it. And then watch this and then, or maybe have two TVs running exactly yeah. the same time. <laughs> and you can, That's the dream come true. Honestly, I've done that back before. And forth, back and two forth, shows back and forth. And I'm like, which show am I going to watch tonight? Is it going to do Grey's mm-hmm. Anatomy or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Mm-hmm. And then I had them both playing. A- <laughs> that was a fun time of, of my life. but it was a rough it was the first season and i was like i'm not i'm not feeling it yeah the first season was rough but uh i i am anxious for them to to for us to get into ortega's backstory i feel like she's like the primary main character that we know Mm -hmm. zippo about yeah Mm -hmm. because it'd be nice to know is there something that we can be like that's why she was behaving that way Mm -hmm. not just because she had to fill the the styles role Mm -hmm. but they had to do it how how Yes. Brian. Was anybody? I'm going back an episode. Do it. Our chief engineer. 
Yeah. Sacrificing himself in a beautiful, mm-hmm. that was just so beautifully done. I, I, I couldn't sleep we, that night. I was, I'm, I'm, my wife is watching this. Well, she's on her phone, but she's, you know, kind of watching it. <laughs> and, uh, is how, ha- and I'm, I'm, I just go, he's gonna, he's got, they're killing him off. Yeah. yeah. He's got uh, what? So the question is, how do we feel about that? And I don't think we just real briefly, but I just, I felt like that was one of the most well done kind of death scene sacrifice for the whole crew for your friends mm-hmm. we've seen in Trek mm-hmm. and it we've was... seen some pretty great scenes like that but I just I just I that was a total shock to me mm-hmm. I did was... not see that coming yeah, yeah I thought it was very well done very thoughtful but I was just like there's no reason to do it and I'm kind of hoping that maybe in season two there's going to be some payoff because being like an armchair director it's like well just don't write that he died just write that he survived or something because like there was, for me i just don't see any benefit of killing him off if you don't want it to be the engineer by the time they, kirk uh, comes around just have him retire or go do something oh, else was so they might not have appreciated so when they film because they filmed this whole thing right before anything was released yeah so they might really not have realized how like great a character and how loved a character he was going to be and so they might have i think they made these decisions it, before it, they well, knew and it may be in in the contract yeah. too you know they they, they well well, they told him up front that he was yeah. going to die in episode nine. And he's coming. He like so the actor, uh, Bruce Horick, they've already said this week that he'll be back. Um, it sounds like he's going to be kind of like the the Jeffrey Combs of. That's Strange fantastic. World. Yeah, that's so cool. he might do other. Yeah. So he'll be other characters. So we'll, we'll still get the actor. Right. We won't get him. The, we won't get the character. I just we'll the I actor. love the character, though, too. Yeah. I'm glad the yeah. actor will come, come back. But it's like, man, I loved like he was the perfect um I'm trying to think of other characters like it, like a little bit like Worf, kind of more Odo-y in that he was yeah. gruff and kind of really like, okay, he seems like he's always angry, but also had some really nice heart-to-hearts and okay. was thoughtful and like seemed to help Uhura figure out what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And I love that combination. I love the gruff character who has a heart of gold. I, um, I love Uhura's oh, so transformation fun. at the end of that episode when she's giving, uh, you know, memorializing him mm-hmm. in in honoring him with her words with how he impacted her i just mm-hmm. i felt like that was this show just is yeah. firing on all boosters for me i mean it's got all the feels and they just their character development is wonderful and you know i just i think they've handled her really well too i, I yeah, really yeah. Like how they've yeah. except yeah. no one spoke about, about oh go ahead go ahead chris i was going to say that was my only gripe it's like they had such a nice eulogy for uh, for Hammer, which I think they needed to, obviously. But the other two officers who died, it's like, I would hate to be at that funeral <laughs> watching it and be like, hey, is no one going to say anything about what me? What am I, chopped like, liver? Else, Come yeah. on. What's yeah. going on? Come on. Can, can I just say, when they first introduced his character in it, I was almost expecting there were going to be someone like Scotty character that was going to be the chief engineer, and he turned up being to him. But going back to when those character, that type of um, the name of the, their life, their the their life, or the um, the Andorians. Andorians. Yeah, the, when the they introduced Andor- those Andorians, they were very peaceful and sweet and kind and easygoing. From Wait, Enterprise. When? What? From Enterprise. Sorry, like the Enars, like the Enars, which are like the other species. They're Andor- right. Oh, the, ones that live, okay. the blind Andor- ones that live telepathic oh. and um, blue. And he comes They're not as aggressive he, as the right. blue Andorians. I feel like I've right. got to, we've got to find a better way of saying that. 
Well, because I feel like the Andorians have always been aggressive. I, I was confused. Right. Yeah, there's this yeah. different. But, yeah. but, the, but his version, his species was very easygoing. So I thought, wow, they wrote him really gruff and mean. And I don't know if I really like him. I don't know if I really like him a lot. But as the season progressed, I changed and I changed and I changed. And then when he died, I went, I don't want him gone now. Right. I like him. I had to build. I had Mm -hmm. to. I had to grow to like him. And when I finally did, it's like he's dead. Yeah. I I think uh, that's kind of the, the danger of right filming and doing all this putting all this you know together before you get any fan true fan feedback mm-hmm. because i feel like if this would was a normal like 20 something episode season like they might have several episodes in okay you know so they might be filming episode 12 while mm-hmm. episode one two three is airing and they see the reaction they're like oh we got this character we're not we're not yes. doing anything with him you know like i feel like that's where it's a shame for these short yeah. seasons yeah so anyway um you want to move on to question five so oh yeah i was just i just <laughs> want to ask one quick question before sure. we go did anyone have any uh space balls hello my lady hello my something vibes when the alien popped out that's what kind of like came oh. to me when i saw that episode no, no i just I kept <laughs> no i just kept thinking it was their version of alien yeah just like yeah you know, popping not, out not popping the space out. Oh, we can not talk the space about not, not, no, no, no we can talk about goes, what we felt about the Gorn, Bugs too. bunny cartoon that right, goes yeah, back they, to a dancing frog, but anyway. <laughs> so the Gorn, I, I yeah, I want to say the Gorn, I love that they were so vicious, and I think yeah. they did an amazing job with the Gorn. The only issue is I just can't imagine in any world where the Gorn are like that and somehow Captain Kirk is able to survive. Like, it, that's the only thing. It makes Arena seem impossible, but I think overall, it's like we finally get to see why the Gorn are so terrifying. Then you have to because be everybody like, talks about the Gorn in Star Trek. Like I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest with you, Chris and team. Like, like I'm, I thought they did. If I thought they looked great, I thought they were terrifying. But I almost wish there would have been a little more towards the original. To to, to, to the effect of I almost I, I almost wish they would have waited until season two to actually show the Gorn. Okay. I wish we would have seen the result of the well, Gorn. We've only that. seen juvenile Gorn. Thank you. You didn't see them on the right. spaceships that attract the uh, the Enterprise. So you Guys don't know that maybe the as they grow and they evolve, they become more mm-hmm. human-like because those ones, no thumbs, buddy. I don't know how they could have built <laughs> well, spaceships. But what about the Gorn from Enterprise? Didn't, didn't he have thumbs like the Slave Master? Yes. Or... Did he have thumbs? Oh my yes, the, the one okay. I, the, in the original episode. Yes, he was more humanoid. So, because even with that, mature, it's still like, how does Captain Kirk? How does well, Captain Kirk fight against that? Well, because okay, so as ah. they mature, they lose their, you know, there's something obviously that ha- they have to lose in order to become kind of like intelligent in a way where they could control a spaceship. They've got to lose some of the aggression, some of the babiness, mm-hmm. you know. Which is, if you think about human development, you think about babies and toddlers and stuff toddlers are not flying a spaceship you know and right. some like Mm-mm. there's certain resilience and just kind of the way toddlers are that they that drops as you mature so the gorn yeah. do too so at that point when they're that kind of adult one-on-one you know okay yes kirk can defeat can defeat him now you remember also in that episode mm-hmm. arena there was uh interference by some right. other being. The, so right. they might have specifically chosen a Gorn that Kirk had the capability of defeating, 
Okay. Plus, add in the fact because oh, I've thought a lot. Of, I've thought a lot yeah. about how this works. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Plus, add in the fact that when they describe all the viciousness that the Gorn, you know, it, you know, uh, have, have, are it now that we see that they're young are the vicious one are incredibly vicious. Mm-hmm. It could actually be that those are the ones that you know get let loose. Like, go go get right. your dinner. Go get your dinner, kids. But you know, we're going to say that. Go get your dinner. I think that makes a lot of sense. My only the only thing that I feel like doesn't quite fit with that is that the Gorn and enterprise, like the full adult Gorn, like devastates um, Malcolm and like the rest of the team. Well, so they have the ability to, well, so again, I, so let's go back to the whole, uh, the, the whole thing with the, the Gorn that Kirk fought was selected to fight. Okay. <laughs> this is the worst Gorn in the, in the species. Yeah, let's get maybe. To fight Kirk. Well, but that's, but that's it. Maybe they needed, well, cause, cause think about it is in a lot of times when we've seen in science fiction, kind of like that breakthrough, you need to have the per like of, of species communication, interspecies communication. You need to have right. the one that's willing to be the breakthrough person or the one that has a kind of, I guess is the most enlightened. So mm-hmm. those other beings that put Kirk and the Gorn there, they chose the Gorn that had the most, who would benefit compatible, from compatible compatible okay. yeah Compa- yes where it's more yeah, of mind think, over mate, uh, strength i'll go with that because i think you know what that that makes sense it's like one of those things where i'm like it just it's never going to quite make sense because mm-hmm. you were now where it's like we can have really vicious gorn but back then it's like well the best we can do is have a guy in a lizard suit yeah so it's no. but i think no. Yeah, I think you know, I need this like to make. Sense. I need possible... all this stuff to make sense. I need things I, to make know, sense yeah. with the original series. Let's go so with I... that. That's the best possible answer. <laughs> yeah. The the Metrons were they? They're the Metrons, I think. I can't remember now, but that sounds yeah. right. Okay. I think they were the Metrons. All right. Um, so we talked about Ortega. Did mm-hmm. we? Do we? Do we feel like we covered that enough? And we can go on to so. question five about. Well, Pike. we'll have to revisit Ortega when they finally give us some good backstory. Um, yeah, there exactly. better be some we good backstory to... in season yeah. two on her. Some episode mm-hmm. with with Ortega and explaining, okay, why? Yeah. What led to Ortega being? Ah, oh, I hate Romulans. Um, <laughs> so, how did we feel about Pike and the fact that we love Pike? He's an amazing captain, but we're told that. He's not he's not good for the job in that one episode, which I guess it implies that even if he cheated that episode, there would be other I shouldn't call it the episode because they don't live their life in episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that situation, he wasn't the right fit. Does that make Pike a lesser character and a lesser captain? Or does that make him more awesome because he's able to accept his fate? Or does it change your opinion at all? Uh, well- That's it. It doesn't change my opinion. It probably though makes him an awesome captain. But again, just I, I don't. It's not that he was not the right person. I wouldn't have phrased it that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would have really just phrased it. You know, when when you've got these kinds of situations, okay, captain has to come up with a plan and make a decision. And you've got now two captains, and they both have different ideas, and one happened to be the better like one happened to be right and one happened to be wrong it could have easily had gone the other way mm-hmm. you know, right. Pike yeah. could have easily had been right you know and there was really no way to know going in so I don't think he made a mistake I don't think he was did it, it just it just that's like kind of like a fate thing it just happened yeah, to be that mm-hmm. way 
mm-hmm. he did the right things. Like in my mm-hmm. opinion, like he did the right things. He did the very Starfleet things. Who? Mm-hmm. Which character was it? Was it Spock or something that said it's possible to make? Every, what is it like? Was there a chess reference? Yes, somewhere that was like, not. It was not it's... chess. That was in an episode um, in the second season of Next Generation. Oh, uh, Data's playing that game. The yeah, right, that, uh, that episode. Mm-hmm. It is possible to make the hand gesture no mistakes and still lose. That is not a failing. That is just life. Picard right. Said that yes, that was Doctor Pulaski. I think. Right. No, Pulaski oh, was the one who put him up to it. Oh, Picard was right. the one. And then you know, remember after Data lost the game. He took himself off active duty and he's basically pouting in his quarters thinking something's wrong. And that's when okay. Picard came in and gave him a talking to and said, right. get over yourself. It is Charter Jema is the okay. name of the game. Yes. But remember in this particular episode, at the end, future, future Pike in, and I, I just say, the red uniform, mwah. I didn't so like good. the textures on yes. it. So no, like good. The, the padding I, mean, really, I didn't think was as good. That was such a nice arms. homage to the to the con and forward mm-hmm. uniforms that they wore. I thought that was great. But again, in it, remember, future Pike says to the Pike of that moment, every scenario we do is a failure. You're going to fail. You're going to cause the Romulan War. There's no opportunity. There's no timeline that's going to be other different. So that actually forces him to make mm-hmm. the decision that I have to sacrifice myself and these two cadets because the future has to be this. Yes. And and so it was preordained. Failure is a foregone conclusion in the human yes. experience, folks. Mm-hmm. It's just it just is. And so the people that are ultimately successful tend to be the people that learn the most from their failures mm-hmm. and who don't shy away from those lessons and who in a sense suck it up and try to move forward the best they mm-hmm. can it's not that it doesn't hurt it you know mm-hmm. so you know there's all sorts of tragedy and stuff like that but mm-hmm. man it's it's a for it's part of the human experience and how we mm-hmm. deal with failure and making wrong decisions impacts our future is so, as much as if we were successful at something mm-hmm. um and so are we going to let that be and that's honestly our favorite characters in fiction are fallible characters mm-hmm. they're people that make mistakes that that are that we can say ah maybe i would have done the same thing how would i react if this happens mm-hmm. you know so that that's one reason i love captain pike is i i feel like you know he's first of all i love that he relies on his team mm-hmm. I, he is constantly saying what do you guys think what's mm-hmm. the move here you know he's listening to his team but he's making but his own he's, decision. He's making the yeah. decisions Ultimately. and yeah. the weight of those decisions are upon his shoulders um, in, so, in the consequences of them. So, And I, I, I just say one thing about Pike, the way they've written, he has such humanity. He has such humor. He has such, you like him. Yeah. You oh, yeah. really yes, like definitely. him. And I, 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 again, I don't want to harp on it, but, I could never wrap my head against Michael Burnham. I just never, yeah, I never ever grew to like her character as but, a captain. Or even, I yeah, loved her as a loved her of everything yeah. else. Yeah, I don't. But, I, but I, this I guy, I couldn't get but, behind her first officer as well. I was, uh, oh really? Yeah. yeah, I ranked her yeah. low. I just did a ranking for that in my most yeah. recent episode. I ranked her very low, unfortunately. But this, 
But, wow. the, you know, but even how the from the very moment he appeared at the end of episode, you know, the last episode of season one, you see this actor playing Pike and you go, yeah, that's him. And then into that episode, you go, yeah, that's him. Now you see the whole series. And you go, yeah, that's him. But I just I I relish every moment he's on the screen because he he controls it. He is the center of attention, but he's still there. There's, he still brings in everybody else, like you said, into the story the way they wrote it. And that has to do with the writing, has to do with the directing, but it sure does have to do with the actor. It's just the hair. Oh, I love the hair. I'm obsessed yeah. with this hair. The hair I is like... I go on about his hair for the rest of time. And if I'm, I'm sorry, I'm bald, so I'm, I, I, I'm jealous. Okay, of all that hair. <laughs> it's not fair. I'll say, like, the, like, his hair is definitely like, should I grow my hair again and try to get that? But I interrupted you, Chris. I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I think for him to maintain that, I think like he, there's a stylist. So you'd have to if I were to try and do that, I would have to mm. go to the barbers at least once a week, I imagine, <laughs> to get those <laughs> fades and to get the poofiness. Well, yeah, yeah but, the, I, you notice the fades very heavily in this episode. They have some close ups inside of him. You see the fantastic fading work up his mm-hmm. head. Uh, but I, I, I will say this oh, about nice. about Anson Mount, okay? Is mm-hmm. there a man alive that looks so vastly different with tons of facial hair and then clean shaven? Oh, God, yeah. He looks so <laughs> different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he could play in any mm-hmm. Western, which I know he's done. He's he's He was in a Western on AMC with Cole Meany, right? I forget the name of it, though. Oh, I didn't um, know. That's cool. Yes, really neat, really good oh, yeah, series. That, my, my, I can't remember the name of it. I that one. Um, but anyways, he's, he's superb as that's why the opening scenes of the series of him on that horse, you just yep. buy it, you buy yeah. it. Um, so go ahead. Cool. That's, that's question. the end of my thought. <laughs> Sorry. So just question though, because like, this is what I'm losing sleep over because I know it ends he's well dumb. for Pike and that he goes to, um, uh, what's the, I can't think of the name. Talosia. Is that uh Talos four? Sorry. Right. Um, did do we like when how long is he in the chair before he gets to Talos four? Because I think they say in balance in this episode that what the accident would have happened a couple of days ago or something. No, no, or, the, you mean from, from the future the time in the final episode? From the menagerie? Yeah, like like it was six, how long six months? Six months. Six months oh, prior. From- yeah, when we when the start of the the redone balance of terror. I'm pretty sure they said that was six months, six months after when that accident yes. was supposed oh, to happen. Okay. And yes. then that's only, and then it's going to be, when's the um, menagerie? When's that episode? Is A that little like after what? that. So okay. yeah, it's like, it's somewhere halfway into the first season. Cause I've been Maybe. stressing about like, how does he deal with eight months of being in that where you can't even speak, you're in constant pain. And I'm like, so we rewatched- know that. We we rewatched the menagerie shortly after Strange New Worlds uh, started, only because again, this is the, one of the best things about this is it's you know I'm watching it with my 12 year old and he's asking questions and it's a great excuse for me to be like, well, we gotta That's watch brilliant. these old episodes. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did watch it and yeah, so it, apparently he had been kind of like in that chair, unable to really communicate very well and everything for a, a while, like almost kind of like a mind boggling, like oh my god, he's been kind of like like this for way, way too long yeah, it's, yeah. It, is, it seems like yeah like i'm just i've been losing sleep over that i've been testing over it and i just and i also can't get my head around the fact that you this is star trek you have all this technology but you can he can only answer yes or no there's no other yeah. 
well, solution. again, we have to, we do have yeah. to appreciate the 1960s, you know, right. imagination. But then, mm-hmm. but then Lower Decks also stressed me out because there's that episode where, um, where Boimler has to go to that planet where like all the medical emergencies and disasters that people have experienced on the show when they don't get saved, there's like yeah. maybe four or five people in the Captain Pike wheelchair. And I'm like, okay, I know well, this is a joke. They're making fun. But yeah. this is yeah, also yeah, technically yeah, that's still comedy. Canon. That's pure don't comedy. Be stressed well, out, but the, here's, yeah. the, here's the thing. Thank you, Brian. The, what you tell them But it's to. still technically canon. So everything that well, happens on Lower Decks happens in the Star Trek universe. Like Captain Picard could read a file of things that happen on Lower Decks as if that was a real thing that happened because it's yeah. still technically oh, yeah. canon. Well, one Which of the things with that, the wheelchairs. that that allows me to accept the wheelchair is so much it's not the wheelchair, but it is actually his inability to communicate more that yeah. that he can't actually like there's whatever is wrong with him. He can't do more, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. but he's still aware that he's like fully thinking. Oh, yeah, well, Which similar to the like, did you do you guys remember? Uh, I can't remember the movie it came from, and so I this is going to sound ridiculous how I know this because um, I was a, I was a big Metallica fan back in the day, and so they came out with that song one, and it's about the guy who he's lost in the war, he's lost his legs, he's lost his arms, he's lost his ability to like talk uh, and see, but I guess he can kind of hear. And so he can kind of, he's kind of aware of stuff, but he, there's, he can't do anything. So I think of the, based on now knowing where Pike is and everything now, maybe it's, it's more like a locked in syndrome, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Which is like horrifying. Like that's yes, what of course, I'm yes. like, which I know, I know it's not surprising to say it, but it's like, man, like, again, I know it's fictional, so I shouldn't lose sleep over it, but I'm like the fact that he is willing Chris. to do this and he doesn't have that information that. Don't worry, you're going to go through this, but then Spock is going to kidnap you and take you back to Talos 4, and you're going to be fine. Chris, can I say two words? I know. Go ahead. Stephen Hawkins. Yeah. Stephen Hawkins did his greatest work when he couldn't even bat an eyelash. But he's still at least able to communicate. But he was. Pike and, can only communicate well, with again, they, well, back, in, back in 1966, they didn't think about voice-actuated or even having the ability to look and, you know, how he used the ability to pick out letters and make, make right. words yeah. come out. They but, didn't have that technology. So the most they could do was beep, beep, beep. That's all they could do. And, I, and it's one of those things that, again, I know because we're going off of the 60s, so it has to be that way. It's just like mm-hmm. when you look at it in the context of modern technology and strange new world, it's like you can do all this fancy stuff. You can have open fireplaces that aren't going to blow up the ship, but you can't. <laughs> You know, give, I think like even well, but again, I think, it's, I think if we think it's a locked in syndrome, so it's really something physiological, you know, physiological that they, they just can't do it. it. Again, it's not a technology thing. It's still a limit of human. Right. Like he's really got mm-hmm. a phys- physiology and, issue, and, which is and, not the same thing that Stephen Hawking had. Stephen Hawking um, really just his he couldn't use his his muscles and like and, no his and muscles about. but his brain so still right works. but that's well, not that's but it wasn't is, locked in it's not what lo- that's not what locked in stuff is even though some of the actions I, wind up seeming like that yeah. it's not the same thing I, think I just feel like the, tap him into a computer and yeah. eject him well, I think like in, holographically I, I feel like that could work in the end well, but that's what the Telosians kind of did for him they they took well, they were able to take well, him out well, yeah no stuff. I know I just 
I don't even know what I'm arguing about anymore. But it's just <laughs> all I can say is I'm stressed out. I'm losing sleep over the guy. Don't lose oh, sleep over there don't tonight. Worry. I lose sleep over tonight. I'm shows. yelling about Star what Trek. Chris is going to talk about. <laughs> you got a whole show you can spend on Chris yelling yes, about. Yes, I know. Me. I know. Don't I like, I, I like your I like your music, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> Point taken and received, or acknowledged, as they say in Star Trek. Any final thoughts? Um, can I just say I'm also annoyed that uh, what's her face didn't finish the meal? Like, this is a Star Trek thing where it's like I've cooked the noodles. Meals. Are you talking the about noodles? the noodles? The he noodles. takes she takes one bite and then bails. Ridiculous. Come on. That looked, how that how how delicious. many how many times did they put the food in front of Archer? A beautiful T-bone steak with potatoes <laughs> and vegetables. He takes one sip of of iced tea and he's got to run to the bridge. Actually, I, have to, I have to say though, this is one of my things that I can go out about that enter that at enterprise, they actually got to enjoy their meals. It was every other show where they're like, Oh, we can't finish this. And even Troy, uh, not Troy. Um, there's an episode lessons where Picard and, mm-hmm. uh, crusher are having dinner and they're like, Oh, we got to go to the rehearsal mm-hmm. for data's thing. I saw that. Just but the other it's day. like, <laughs> So but here's the thing I don't get is why did they start eating early? They knew what time the rehearsal was. And they're like, they barely touched their food. Like, you got to go. You the life of a Starfleet officer, my friend. They were Not talking. Fair. They were busy. Yeah, they, they were, yes, they were yes. sitting I'm, and having conversation for too long. Yes, the okay, card was over. going, I'm, I'm sorry. I loved you behind Jack's back and way back then. But, but so, that was the one where he falls in love with the, you know, yeah. That was a lovely episode. That was yes. a very episode. So that was my only gripe. <laughs> Sorry. That's your, that's your only gripe. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's, it, everybody. that's not your only, only gripe. gripe. Okay. Well, yes. Okay. I, I should and let what, me rephrase my statement. It's one of my only, like, I only really had three gripes the food, I, not eating the maroon, the, the, the texture on the uniform I didn't like, <laughs> and then Ortegas uh, being the Styles character. Okay. That's it. So just three noted all things. Noted. And, and, I'm, I'm, I'm looking I forward to, to you when you're much older, Brian, uh, excuse me, Brian, much older, Chris, and you can start yelling at people to get those kids off my lawn. Okay. Uh, I feel like, see, based on that joke, I feel like, man, I was like 70 years old by the time I was 10. So I really <laughs> hope I'm old, old beyond your years. I don't want to be That's an old funny. man. It's just, yeah. I like obsessing over these small things, or I could just like stress about the horrible things going on in life, or I could yeah. focus on this. Focus <laughs> on this. Avoid the other stuff. I, I've got final thoughts. Oh, please. Are you ready? Okay, this is my <laughs> only single complaint about the series. Ten episodes only, please. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just ten? And now Amen. we gotta wait. We gotta wait till 2023 for the next season. You're killing me, Smalls. Oh my god. So and I, I do want to say that. I just, I, I, as I said at the beginning, I'll say it again. I love the series. It's bringing me back to what I love about Star Trek. And this is above, I mean, compared to Disco, even Picard, this is the Star Trek that we've been wanting to see. And my yeah. God, they did it. They did it just so beautiful. And I, we didn't even touch on Una, but right. every time yes, okay. I see Una on, on the screen, all I can think about is Sally from Third Rock from the, the Earth, the Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> she's tall, she's beautiful, she's tough as nails, and she has a sense of humor. And I think she, that, that actress, plays that part so, so wonderfully well. So 
my only complaint is i want more please give us more and don't make us wait so long for it yeah because- well so give us more but just like really focus on the una character because she's been underserved and i feel like they could oh yeah go ahead well I mean, the way they ended this this show, I feel mm-hmm. like Una's going to be a whatever happens to her. That whole thing has got to be a big thing in the next season. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope they you made know. good on that. Because, I feel like they like, set that up for that. That's exactly what they we set were. up for. We were prom- yeah. we were promised it, but it's just like she's relegated to just a lot of like I'm here. I'll have some dialogue, and it's like mm-hmm. just don't Chakotay mm-hmm. her. Like yeah, Chakotay I mean, got screwed over in Voyager, yeah. where it's like okay, he has a line. I agree here and there. Mm-hmm. And That's then my gripe. He's off. Yeah. So yeah, I hope they bring her back. Well, and, and she did have some episodes where it was more centered her, like her and when what Ortega doing the the silly game and all that jazz. Then they did develop her character, but yeah, they're probably saving it for next season. You're going to yeah, learn so. all about the genetics and the whole is it has to do with the genetics war and why it was outlawed, why she's this. So yeah, they're going to have some fun with that. It'll yeah. be recording. Maybe it might be even an arc for the next ten episodes. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. My final thoughts are this, and I'm going to bring yes. my dad into this because I just was having a conversation uh, with him about Picard. He's watching Picard, and he likes nothing about it. He finds it unwatchable. Are his words okay? <laughs> okay. I directed him towards our review of the of season two of Picard. So that I didn't have to keep going back and forth and <laughs> arguing all everything's there, I believe, of my thoughts about Picard. And what Picard season two in particular, and I happen to like season one, but I but I wasn't thrilled with it either, though. But mm-hmm. season two of Picard brought back a lot for me, that essence me of too. Trek, my love for these next generation characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it had all the feels. I just, I really, I, I was feeling very bright about the future of Star Trek because of season two as a, as a, as a fan of the first two seasons of discovery and not so much what's come after. Mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, Picard, the next season's going to be fantastic. Really look. Oh forward yeah. To it. Yeah. They, you know, Strange new worlds your... comes onto the scene and right away there is something about it that has the whole essence of the Star Trek spark that mm-hmm. us fans had with the original, with Next Gen once they got going season two and three-ish, and those that loved Deep Space Nine and Voyager and Enterprise, we all felt that spark with it that mm-hmm. made us keep coming back. And my dad did say to me, and here's my final thought, he finds in strange new worlds perhaps a great future for Trek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I'll say that it's the only Star Trek that my wife has since TNG look says, "Oh, we got to watch this." this oh, oh, isn't That's it good. Thursday night? We got to watch Star Trek. She never would say that before. So yeah. That's, That's powerful. How good it is. That's a powerful testimony. Yeah. Yeah. Will yeah. your wife say, "Let's watch Star Trek"? Then you know this show has to be. This show is yes. something. My else. wife will watch any Trek as long as I'm rubbing her shoulders. <laughs> so my husband started out watching watching Strange New World with me and started out kind of you know liking it, enjoying it, and he is a Anson Mount fan. But he stopped, and the interesting comment he had was because it's episodic in nature. That was, he was really not interested in the episodic. He, he really likes the bigger arcs through. 
So I thought that was an interesting thing. And I think about the stuff that he does watch and he watches the fully episodic shows. I'm sorry, fully arc shows. He doesn't watch episodic shows. Yeah. But to me, it's such a, it's such a good blend because it's episodic, Mm -hmm. but there's still the overarching story. I find it. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it refreshing to be Definitely. back to some of the episodic yeah. things. Yes. I miss I miss that. But he's no, he's he's fully committed to the non-episodic way of life these days. Because with yeah, because it's like uh, this is not meant to be like uh, I don't like disco podcasts, but like when you get <laughs> ten episodes of we got to find the thing. Oh, now we're going to go to the Great Barrier, but uh, or not Great Barrier. We got to go through the Galactic Barrier. Mm-hmm. Oh, but mm-hmm. first we got to stop off at this casino planet because we need this mineral. So now we yeah. can watch a four or 45 minutes of hijinks at the casino. And then, so it's like- with, It was with too much the other way. Yeah. yeah, you don't need, like even DS9 did a really good job of here's the overarching mm-hmm. Dominion War, but we're still going to get our quirk shenanigans. We're still going to have some great Odo episodes yeah. that aren't related to the war, but we might mention the war here and there. Right. And I think that's what they're doing with- um, with Uhura's character, and they're doing it with the mm-hmm. with the Pike trauma of yeah. we'll always so, reference it. I'm glad they. Well, did I think we're not... done with the Pike trauma, though. Right. I I'm think... glad they didn't. That would have. I was concerned early on that that him being concerned about every single second and twist and turn was going to become drawn out and just too much. Yeah. Like, so just, that was we go for good good grief, guy. Live your life, yeah. you know. So that was the arc. Mm-hmm. yes but i hope they deal with like what is it like how do you deal with a trauma that hasn't happened but you know is going to happen that you've experienced mm-hmm. i would love to unpack that because that's that's a big gripe with star trek for me is that they never really exp- explore trauma as well as they I, could have it's never gonna happen yeah i'm calling yeah, it right here folks i think yeah. that's fair but i, I think it's all gonna though. be Just- twisted and turned and it's never going to happen. I think. Right. Gonna... I'll say this though, that, that yes, just because it doesn't, it's not going to happen. Doesn't mean that I can't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. Cause I still want, mm-hmm. I still stand by my point that I think they should explore, even if they don't, mm-hmm. I think they should explore that aspect of how do you deal with a trauma that hasn't happened, but that you've experienced. Because I think they, this is finally the show where they can have a real conversation about what trauma means and how do yeah. you, how do you explore that in a science fiction way? But I think the only reason why I think that that's, so I agree with Brian that that's not going to happen. The reason is I think you can't just do that in one or two episodes. I think that's such a, a life, mm-hmm. you know, when people, I, I, I'm not an expert on trauma, but from what I've witnessed of other people going through the healing process, that's a, that's a, that's years of healing. Yeah, then, then take the whole series. It's fine. Let's uh, get 10 seasons. No, that's fine. That's not an issue. It's not a problem. It's not an issue. No, you just pepper it in. You doesn't have to. Honestly, it's too much. It's too much. Honestly, I would rather. <laughs> this is actually where I'm going to settle get frustrated. down. You two, settle down now. Uh, Understood. No, I just, I'm I, still. <laughs> I just, I just think that, uh, you know, I, I kind of love the fact that we're probably only going to get three seasons of Picard. I would be okay with four seasons of Strange New Worlds if it's done really well. Yeah. And yeah. and if we continue to get series that are on that caliber mm-hmm. of of good storytelling, character development, because honestly, the effects, all the behind the scenes stuff in this series is phenomenal. But what really is getting us is that it has all the feels. It's the stories. Mm-hmm. It's the characters. Mm-hmm. It's not driven by the special effects. The special effects are there to support the story of Strange New Worlds. Right. And mm-hmm. to make us believe they're there, so that's that's one reason I love this this series. 
I was going to be next with my final thoughts. Okay. Oh, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Get us out of here. Really, it's pretty, this. pretty simple because yes. so I'm very committed, whether it's a Star Trek series or a Star Wars series or anything, I'm very committed to making sure that whatever I think about a show, whether I like it or don't like it, that my opinions are truly my own. And I've, I'm not jumping on a bandwagon, which is, right. you know, hard to do separate like that from you know we see everyone on social media like especially in my friend group a lot of people are posting oh i love this or i don't love you know so i i can i believe that i've self-analyzed enough to know that yeah uh when i say i love strange new worlds that is truly my me saying i love it and it's not because i'm hearing other people say it um and i think most of that is because i analyze like how much do i want to rewatch it and want to see it again. And, and that to me is my kind of, I think, I think self-guide, like if I don't really want to rewatch, it's like, okay, then it was fine. Wasn't amazing. But if I want to keep like rewatching it and really looking at it and like, yeah, that's, that's when I love it. So yes, I absolutely love strange new worlds. It's amazing. And Picard too. I love Picard. (laughs) I love both seasons of Picard. But what you just said is what made Star Trek survive after the original series ended Mm -hmm. because people got a chance to watch it and rerun and they just said they can't get enough. Yes. And I've, (laughs) I've watched like all the TOS episodes a bazillion times, which is why I was able to recognize, you know, balance of terror immediately. And I've watched next generation a bazillion times, which is why I like, I know everything. I have not watched the rest of the series a bazillion times. I've watched them Mm -hmm. several, um, but, but again, I've always said my core track is next generation and then TOS and right. And now Picard and Strange New Worlds. Can I, can, can I do a quick <laughs> shout out? Because, guys, I'm looking at our big sci-fi podcast uh, Facebook group, which, by the way, we have a big sci-fi podcast Facebook group, everybody. Yay. We'd love Yay. for you to join. You just got to answer a couple yes, questions. Check it out. And right. we'll let you in and you get to interact with all of us, plus other fans of the show and, mm-hmm. and other Trekkers, Trekkies, and sci-fi fans. But uh, one of our... Uh, uh, guys on this, uh, Elliot Kim has posted a cute, I just want to mention this because it's so hilarious, posted a cute photo. This is from 2014. Elliot's a big supporter. He's always interacting on the Facebook group with us. Friend of mine from college. Uh, all right. Oh, all right. But he says this in a post just two hours ago. So while we've been recording this, I think he's put this on. Eight years ago today, my wife and I moved in together and merged households. I had Blondie. This is a cat. And she had Q, another cat. Of course, Blondie had to become Blonde Luke Picard. And this day in 2014 had to be called Encounter at Farpoint as Blondie, or sorry, excuse me, as Blonde Luke Picard and Q, the cats. There's a photo of them looking like they're mm-hmm. about to face off. Mm-hmm. And it's very cute. So I'm looking should, at it right now. You're absolutely you should check. right. Thank you, Elliot, for sharing that with us mm-hmm. and for being a fan of the show in our mm-hmm. Facebook group. So go right now after Yay. you're done listening to this and, and find our Facebook group. It's just the big sci-fi podcast and join the conversation. Absolutely. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Elliot has also volunteered to be our cook with the galley cook. He I, did. Uh, in we one of our polls. About that. Yeah. We do and polls every week. Do it. Yes. I just, I didn't, I meant to actually comment on this, but he sees, you know, he says he's really focused on protein and health eating, which mm-hmm. is great. I just hope there's no Leola root, root, sorry, Leola root stew, because <laughs> uh, apparently it's a very good, it's a very nutritional, uh, nutritious uh, food, but nobody likes it. So hopefully no Leola roots. Elliot Kim, if you're listening to this. <laughs>
Just well, I can thieves. tell you that, you know, he posts, uh, cause we're, you know, we're, we're friends. Cause again, mm-hmm. we were, we were friends in college and he posts a ton of pictures of the things that he cooks and he does uh, vegan, you know, a lot of oh, vegan cool. cooking. Oh, wow. Very looks, good. Looks delicious. The stuff he makes looks delicious. So yes, he can come be the cook on our ship anytime. Awesome. That's so cool. All right. And yeah, final thought for me is just, I love this series. I want more. And um, this is, again, this is something that like, uh, like Adina was saying, this is something I want to rewatch. Like I mm-hmm. want I can't wait to sit down with Dylan, watch it with her and watch her watch the show because mm-hmm. she's also into it. And I remember like, I think it was the, the pilot episode where I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to watch it again. So mm-hmm. I was at the gym and started it again. And I, this is the first time I think ever with new Trek where I started this, where I watched the same episode twice and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is it. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, but, um, absolutely. I'm feeling great about it. So thank you everyone for a great discussion. Thank you for putting up with my yeah, <laughs> my passion. This is the second time in two weeks that I've gotten into an intense argument over sci-fi, which uh, is both good and bad, but it's been a lot of fun. And I know you're all doing some really cool things. So why don't you go ahead and say what you're doing and where our fans can interact with you. I guess I'll go first. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, please. Okay. Well, find my science fiction novels on Amazon. Just start with crazy, foolish robots. And then you can see me several places in person over the next few months. I'll be at Dragon Con um, Labor Day weekend. And I'll be at Capclave in Rockville, Maryland sometime in October. And there's a chance I'll be at Philcon too uh, later this year. So wow. find me in all these places. And you also have some uh, books you can promote too. Oh, well, uh, yeah, it's crazy foolish, ro- crazy foolish robots. Just go find that one and then you'll see all the rest. Very yes. cool. Cool. And I'm Brian Donahue, and you need to go buy Crazy Foolish Robots right now today and also read Steve's articles, which he's, I'm sorry, I'm promoting for you guys, but I can't help it. You're so wonderful. Um, you can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Ever, just about everywhere, and also a new app called Wiz, the Wisdom app, which is a live um, podcasting and talks app. It's really interesting. You allow people to come. It allows people to come in and be a part of your talk and mm-hmm. interact with you. And so that's kind of interesting. So check me out on there, writing new music, trying to get this creation music thing going, and also anxiously awaiting uh, my editor's sister-in-law slash sister-in-law. Um, uh, to get my book edited and back to me so that I can see what the next phase and step is to get that story out. So stay tuned for that. Steve. That is super and cool. for me, it's just what, uh, what Brian said. Uh, you can find my article at Trexphere and I'm going to be getting ready to write my next article when that's done and posted. I'll share it with you all, but uh, I'm just still grateful, truly grateful to work with you Three folks, you make me young, oh. and that's what's very special. And I just love talking about Star Trek, science fiction, and all that with you. So thank you, thank you, and thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. It's been so much fun. We all are working with you, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of doing a lot of things as well. I have another podcast called Yelling About Star Trek, which we mentioned, where I got very passionate, and I do get very intense and and passion in some episodes. I'm calmer in other ones. So you can find that wherever you find your favorite podcast. I'm also part of a new podcast, which actually should be live by the time you hear this called the uh, Trekking with the Fan podcast. And that's um, 
based or not based on, but it, it kind of came out of Mark Sickle, who has a Facebook group, uh, sorry, a Facebook group called Trekking with the Fam. And I also have a YouTube channel called Yelling About Star Trek, where I break down episodes and I'm basically trying to be like Star Wars theory for Star Trek. So if you have a Star Trek question, let me know and I'll try to make a video about it. And you can follow me on, why am I blanking? It's called Twitter at Yelling About Trek. <laughs> and you can also follow me on Instagram, also called Yelling About Trek. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. It's been a great discussion. And I'm really looking forward to our next episode. And of course, you can you know, follow us on all of the social media that we mentioned. You can connect with us on Facebook, the Big Sci-Fi Podcast Group. And uh, you can find us where you find your favorite podcasts. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next time.